The world's economies run on their supply chains. Understanding them is the key to keeping global products moving. Welcome to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane, a series of business podcasts co-produced by the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. In this initial series of episodes, we explore the current state of logistics. Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is sponsored by Here Technologies. Accelerate your business with spatial intelligence. Today's episode focuses on ocean freight and ports. Here is your moderator, Supply Chain Quarterly's Executive Editor, Susan Lacefield. Hello and welcome. Port congestion and skyrocketing ocean freight rates threw ocean shipping into the public eye in a way it had never been before. Will these trends continue? Today we have with us Patrick Berglund to talk about the outlook for ocean shipping in 2022 and beyond. Patrick is the CEO and co-founder of Seneta, which does ocean and air freight rate benchmarking and analytics. Patrick, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on today, uh, Susan. It's a pleasure being here. Great. So I have been seeing re reports that rates for long-term contracts are rising steeply. Is this in line with, you, with what you have been seeing too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, on a global scale, it's uh, it's uh, rising more or less all over. And over the last two years uh, since COVID hit, it's been it's been a gloomy development for the buyer side of the industry, the the cargo owners. But uh, uh, on the flip side, it's been fantastic uh, for the seller side, the shipping lines. That's that's certainly true. So, what recommendations would you have for the buyers as they sit down for contract negotiations right now? Well, I think there's there's so many of them, but I mean, aligning the expectations internally uh, for the budget increases is uh, uh, of uh, importance, right? And then subsequently from that, you need to have conversations about what is what is the most pressing thing for for a business? Is it is it the price point, mm. or is it access to capacity? What is the availability of uh, container boxes, the equipment, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, for some businesses, let's say a pharma business that has uh, high margin products, it's it's way more important for them to ensure their supply chains remains intact versus mm -hmm. having the disruptions that you can find for for having a low price point, right? Because think about it, if, if, if you're going to send cargo from, let's say, Shanghai to Los Angeles and Let's say you have a rate that sits four or five thousand dollars below the the market average, then mm. the risk of getting short shipped or rolled, you know, that the, the yes. shipping line won't pick up the box is significant. So there's there's new considerations to be made for these businesses, and it's very different whether you're a low margin product or a high margin product. Uh, mm -hmm. So overall, the conversation should start, uh, or the assessment should start with with what is most important for our business and if it's securing supply, then we've seen a lot of the businesses go early to market uh, relative to previous years. And we mm -hmm. can see that both on the, the the American side and we can see that in Europe as well, that mm -hmm. the, some of these businesses try to go very early to market in order to really try and secure uh, capacity and, and, and supply. That makes sense. Uh, and it makes sense not to leave that decision up to to your provider, but to sit down right with them yeah. and, and have that conversation. So everyone's clear on where they're starting from. Absolutely. Um, 
So here in the U.S., it seems that maybe congestion is easing a bit on the West Coast ports, but now we're seeing stuff piling up on the East Coast ports. What can our listeners anticipate seeing as far as port, port congestion goes as we head deeper into 2022? Yeah, well, uh, there's no sort of real uh, immediate relief on the horizon for, for for at least the next six months, I would say, on this. Uh, and they're, they're, they're basic infrastructure problems, right? And some of these will take a long time to clear. Uh, it would have taken a long time to clear, even if it was reduced sort of demand. But the mm. problem is that we have a we have a very strong demand side, which doesn't give the system uh, an opportunity to sort of catch uh, its uh, breath, right? right. So it no feels like, yeah, exactly, right? It's a constant strain on the system. And it's interesting how you look at the West Coast and the East Coast. It's like almost rerouting challenge or, or problem here, right? Mm. Because the, the goods, the, the amount, the share volume of goods coming in uh, remains high. And we have supply chain challenges on on the port side, on the the trucking side, we have similar challenges in the Far East. So it really is a system that is strained uh, and 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 to some extent a bit broken, right? And and right. that will take months and months to repair. But we haven't started seeing uh, a, a decline in the in the volume, so it's very hard for the system to recover. So when we look at the next six to twelve months, for now we we see no relief, to be honest. Right, right. So not only are we seeing troubles in terms of port productivity, but also in terms of equipment productivity. And uh, do you expect these issues also to continue for the next uh, year or so? Yeah, it's everything is stuck in this uh, chain of uh, events, and uh, the 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 best way of looking at this is that you know in a normal sort of pre-COVID market, deficiency of the equipment is uh, that that one box made about seven round trips a year, mm. right? And now we're down mm. to about three. Ooh, so yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, we see that these challenges will uh, will continue throughout uh, all of 2022 unless something significant happens that will push demand side down. Right, and we don't really want to help for that in some ways. No, um, yeah, you're right, Susan. We, we, <laughs> we don't necessarily want that. Um, so uh, adding on top of that is um, there are environmental regulations that are set to become law in the next year that may have an impact on ocean shipping. Can you just give us, our listeners, a little bit of background on what these regulations are and what their effects may be? In general, over the last uh, couple of decades, there's been uh, regulations coming into to effect, and uh, it's slowly sort of pushed the industry to become more alert or aware and, and sensitive to the, the environmental impact that the industry has. And uh, I don't think we're seeing anything, any major shifts with uh, what's what's on the horizon. The biggest question that the industry is faced with is whether whether the new regulations needs to be met with you know a set of new vessels entering the the market or whether they're simply going to solve it by slow steaming right yeah. because you can also reduce the the environmental footprint of these vessels by by going slower mm -hmm. and in today's market with the current conditions that would have would have had limited uh, impact for the shippers because the transit times are so long anyhow right okay. so it's not it's not a just in in time sort of principle that supply chains are run 
buy as per today because this the system is broken so i would say with the current state of the market there's very limited effect of uh, what's coming up over the next uh, year great um and since you are based in, in oslo we would be remiss if we don't touch upon rising geopolitical tensions in places mm. like ukraine um do you have see foresee any of those issues having a large effect on the ocean shipping industry well, uh, it creates turmoil, right? But but if you look at Ukraine and, and, and Russia combined, what they represent out of global uh, trade is, is, is a very small portion. I think it's less than one and a half percent. And that means that the situation, as horrible as it is, uh, as it, is it, it, it will create some level of disruptions for the businesses operating on those trades. But mm -hmm. for container shipping as a, as a global industry and, uh, and there's there's very little sort of impact as for now beyond the fact that it's rerouting and a, a bit more disruptions in an already strained system right right so things are so broken right now that this seems like a minor blip i would have, it seems sounds yeah like. it's 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 one way of putting it that i would actually agree with uh susan Great. Well, Patrick, thanks for joining us today and sharing your observations and insights, and we hope to hear from you again soon. Thank you, Susan. Again, we have been speaking with Patrick Berglund of Sonetta. I am Susan Lacefield, and this has been Supply Chain in the Fast Lane. Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is a co-production of the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. This episode has been brought to you by Here Technologies. Accelerate your business with spatial intelligence. We encourage you to subscribe to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane wherever you get your podcasts.